time for In the Know with the fine folks at Nueces County AgriLife Extension, your source for great information and education in your home county. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy. Here's your host. Good morning. Thank you for joining us on In the Know. Today, our guest is Sarah Coles. Sarah comes to us from the Texas Children and Nature Network, and she is the executive director. Welcome to the show, Sarah. It's great to have you with us. Can you please tell us a little bit about yourself and the Texas Children and Nature program? Certainly. Um, hello, my name is Sarah Coles. I use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm currently based in Austin, Texas, um, but I am the executive director of the Texas Children and Nature Network, and we are a statewide network of partners from all regions of Texas that work to ensure equitable access and connection to nature for all children in Texas. So thank you, Sarah, for that introduction. Um, I think what y'all do is great, um, but I'd like you to explain to us, if possible, um, what the importance and, and maybe the benefit is for children to be exploring outdoors um, as, you know, at an early age and, and throughout their childhood. Certainly, we know from lots of research that's been conducted, not just in Texas, but nationwide and, and even all over the world, that children who regularly spend time in nature are healthier, happier, and smarter. And by that, we mean that in terms of healthier, we know that being active outside is very good for our physical health. It's having us be active. It's good for our heart rate. It's good for our blood pressure. We also know that in terms of child development, we as humans evolved to climb trees, scramble over rocks and all of those things. So it's really important for child development in terms of joints and muscles and bone development for that climbing and playing outdoors. Uh, that's really important for that type of development. One interesting thing I always think about is our today's playgrounds were built as a substitute for climbing trees. And so really when we think about, okay, how can we go back to what we used to do a hundred years ago, things like climbing trees were really natural for kids to be doing. And then we also know for kids, mental health being outside is really important. Even as adults, when we think about, okay, we're getting really stressed out, we're feeling a lot of pressure for something, just going outside and, and breathing that fresh air, being around trees, being around grasses, being by the ocean can be really stress relieving. And the same thing happens for our kids. There's so uh, much more to it, isn't it, than just the knowledge or the, the education that you get from that. Yeah, it's definitely so much more than just going outside and understanding how photosynthesis works because you're seeing it through uh, a leaf in, in nature. We also know that, you know, research is, is coming out now that healthy exercise is green exercise. And by that, I mean, we get so much more out of exercise if we do it outdoors than if we do it in a gym. And so it's really important for kids to be outside on a regular basis. And well, then we also, go ahead, Kevin, sorry. We played outside all the time when I was a kid. I remember my, my mom saying, okay, you guys have been in long enough, go outside and play. And I guess she uh, didn't know exactly why, but we were out there playing all the time. 
How, how did Texas Children in Nature get started? Yeah, so we actually started with Senate Bill 205 back in 2009, and that was a state resolution. So it came out of the Texas legislature, and that uh, mandated that six state departments really look at how we can get kids outside. So over the next year, those departments met, they brought lots of partners in, and then in 2010, Texas Children in Nature was born. And so we are, the idea with our group is that we work through collective impact, which means we work with our partners. Instead of us saying, hey partners, I need you to do X, Y, Z, we got lots of input from our partners. And we'll really also really elevate the work our partners do. For instance, AgriLife, we work with a lot of your agents all across the state and really try to promote the work you're doing and work together with, with AgriLife to really work to getting kids outside. So obviously, um, you know, that's that's a huge part of a component for us is those community partners. Um, and you've mentioned that um, you work, you know, y'all work with AgriLife Extension, which is great. We That's always, um, we're always thankful for everything um, that our community partners bring to, to us and our clientele. So tell us a little bit um, about some of the other agencies, organizations that you work with as well and how that fits into your um, your goal or your mission. Certainly, we work with a wide variety of community partners. We work with several state agencies. Uh, our founding partner is Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, and that's because for from 2010 to 2020, uh, we actually were part of Texas Parks and Wildlife. We're a, a part of that division. I actually worked for Texas Parks and Wildlife before we became an independent nonprofit, and now I work for Texas Children and Nature Network. But so that's one of our big community partners is TPWD. We work with them on a state level. We work with lots of other state agencies like uh, AgriLife Extension, uh, Department of State Health Services, lots of big state organizations like that. We work with national groups like the National Wildlife Federation, National Park Service, but then we also work with smaller community groups. So there in the coastal bend, some groups that you may be familiar with would be uh, Coastal Bend Bays and Estuaries Program, the Texas State Aquarium, uh, Corpus Christi Parks and Rec, just to name a few uh, that we work with just kind of on the smaller municipal level. And then we also work with lots of individuals. So there's kind of the only rule I have for folks to, to join our group is you want to get kids outside and then you're welcome to join us. And so we work with everyone from an individual all the way up to a big national organization. That's fantastic. It is great. Um, we're at a point that we need to take a break. Uh, we're going to get an update. Uh, we have a brand new agent. And um, so we're going to introduce her. So with we uh, break here and uh, let you guys hear from our new cooperative extension agent, Tina Munoz. We'll be back in just a few moments. Welcome to In a Know. We are here with the new corporate extension program, Tina Munoz. Welcome, Tina. It's good to be here. Tina, we know you're new to Nueces County. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I uh, got my bachelor's and master's degree from Texas A&M Keensville. I had previously been in extension for about eight years. And so I left to work with babies zero to three in early childhood intervention and decided to come back to extension. And I'm glad to be here in Nueces County. We are glad to have you here. 
what is corporate extension program? Okay, so cooperative extension was established in 1914. It was designated as a partnership of the U.S. Department of Agriculture and the Land Grant Universities, which were authorized by the Federal Moral Acts 1862 and 1890. The cooperative extension program is operated through the Prairie View A&M University Land Grant in partnership with the federal, state, and local go governments. This is a nationwide educational outreach network and is funded by the National Institute of Food and Agriculture, or um, NIFA, our federal partner. The mission of CP educators or agents is to translate science for the public, engage the public to act, prepare, and people for a better life, Pro uh, provide rapid response in disasters, develop partnerships, and connect with people online. CP is in 41 counties here in Texas alone. That is real good information. What programs or topics does Corporate Extension Program offer for the community? So we offer nutrition education, um, health and wellness, food safety, parenting, and financial money management for youth and adults here in Oasis County. Man, those are amazing programs. Anything else you want to share? Just that I'm glad to be here in Oasis County helping the uh, community. Thank you for sharing this great information. Once again, welcome to the county. Thank you. Now let, let us learn more about children and nature. We're back with Sarah Coles. Sarah is the executive director for the Texas Children and Nature Network. Sarah, you um, gave us so much information before the break and um, it's lots of exciting stuff. Um, now, I've heard people talk about Nature Rocks. Can you tell us um, and our listeners what Nature Rocks is all about? Certainly. Uh, NatureRocksCoastalBend.org is one of our websites that we maintain through Texas Children and Nature Network, and it is a great resource for families and partners alike. So we really felt like it was important to empower our families in Texas to know where they can find nature near them, and then also where they can find some fun activities to do outside. So we really took that to heart and created NatureRocksCoastalBend.org, and then we also have similar sites for the different other regions of Texas as well. So the best way to really get started using Nature Rocks is to go on and log in onto the website and put your zip code in, and then it'll show you all the green space that's close to you. So it'll be both big partner organizations like the Texas State Aquarium, but it'll also show you where that local park that's close to you is. Because we know that for kids to get outside on a regular basis, a lot of it is hanging out in your local park, hanging out in your backyard, finding green space that's close to you that maybe you can walk to as a family. So the Nature Rocks Coastal Bend has all of that information for you so you can find what's new to you, uh, but also maybe what's close. Lots of families end up having their favorite local park that they go to on a regular basis. And it's really exciting to see kids when you are going to the same park over and over, they really start to have kind of some ownership of that park and really feel like this is our park. Um, they are really comfortable playing in the park, but also they start to have some of that conservation ethic as well. So you see families picking up trash, making sure that everything's clean and, and, and safe for that park. And so that's one big part of Nature Rocks Coastal Bend. And the other part is the activity portion. 
So through lots of our surveying of families thinking about what, why don't you go outside as a family? What are some of those barriers that you come across as a family to spending, to spending time outside? And one of the things that comes up a lot is like, we just don't know what to do when we get out there. And we also know that our community partners that are organizations already have lots of great activities that they're doing to get kids outside through their organization. So they're hosting workshops, they're hosting classes, they're hosting hikes, all kinds of stuff. So this is really a free advertising outlet for our partners to put up those activities that they're doing. So maybe you know that you wanna go to Oso Bay Wetlands uh, this Saturday, and you're kind of wondering, okay, what can I do when I get there? So you can look up and see on this calendar events that we have on Oso Bay Wetlands page on, Coast, on Nature Rocks Coastal Bend and see, okay, they've got this going on this Saturday. You can look it up, see what time you need to be there, see if you need to register, any of those things. It's all kind of a one-stop shop. It's, uh, I know there's a lot of different partners in, in the, every time I go to one of these meetings and uh, I'm always impressed with the, the amount of uh, people and resources that come from all over the coastal bend. So if if there's an organization out there and they want to get involved, how do they go about joining or, or how they get uh, involved in what's going on? Yeah, that's a great question. And as I said a little bit earlier, the only rule for being involved is if you want to get kids outside. So any level of organization can get involved. It doesn't need to be a conservation-minded nonprofit. It doesn't need to be a state-run agency. It can be anyone. Um, so there's a couple ways that you can get involved. One of the best ways is to join our regional collaborative for the Coastal Bend. Uh, to do that, uh, if you want to contact me, um, my email address is on our website, and our website is texaschildrenandnature.org. Um, and you can contact me, and I'll get you in touch with how to join our Coastal Bend Regional Collaborative. But they meet every other month. It's a great way to get to know other partners in the area, get to work towards getting more kids outside on more of a collective level. Remember, I talked about having collective impact. So that's kind of the really the best way to get involved is joining those meetings. But I also know that's not always possible for everyone. So there's a few other ways that you can get involved. Uh, one is to attend our annual conference that we do every year. In December of every year, we've got a statewide conference that we host. It's a great way to learn what's going on across the state, learn best practices, get resources, and that's going to be in December, and we're going to have it in Central Texas this year. So we're going to be um, a little, little northwest of y'all uh, this year, but we try to make it affordable and easy for industry partners to attend as well. Those are kind of two really great ways, um, but there's lots of other ways that you can get involved through volunteering with one of our already existing partner organizations, through uh, joining forces with another group that is doing some great work in the area. There's lots of different options available for folks. You've got such a great network and so many partners and a lot of exciting information, but let me ask you, so um, I'm a grandparent. I have some, some young grandchildren, and I know you mentioned a couple of places, but what activities specifically in the coastal bend are there out there for children and families and um, are most of those activities um, conducive for children of all ages what what can you share with us about that a lot of our partners have 
great opportunities for all different ages. We have a few partners that have that zero to five years old. Uh, they really are focusing on that age group. Uh, there's a few partners that are focusing kind of on the elementary age, and then we have partners that are focusing on older kids as well. So some great options if you have the littles are places like the Noesis Delta Preserve and Oso Bay Wetlands have great uh, activities for our youngest kids. And then we've got places where you can maybe go on nature hikes together. And there's a few places that offer already guided nature hikes. A great example would be the Port Aransas Nature Preserve. Every Saturday morning, they do a guided nature hike through their nature preserve. But also a lot of our partners have hiking trails already existing at their sites and you can get a map from them or use something like All Trails, which is an app that shows you uh, where hiking trails are. And you could just go on a, a, a hike together as a family. Um, and a lot of those trails also will uh, accept bikes as well. So if you are a biking family, you could do that. We also every day on our Texas Children in Nature Facebook and Instagram put up a, a prompt for a family nature walk. And so it's just an idea of something that you can do together. It gives you kind of a, a talking point or even like a scavenger hunt. So for instance, today is to find something with spots. Uh, and so go looking to see where you can find spots while you're out on your nature walk. And that's a great way to get all ages of kids involved. Well, that sounds great. I'm taking notes over here. So that way the, the little, little one can enjoy it just as much as the, the elementary age ones. That's, yeah. that's a lot of great information. Yeah, thanks, Sarah. And we really designed those nature walks to be for families that maybe you don't have a degree in biology and you're really nervous about taking your kids out on a nature walk because you're not really sure what you're looking at and you're terrified a kid's going to ask you, what's that tree? And you'd be like, I don't know, it's tall. Uh, <laughs> And so we really designed all of our nature walks that you don't have to have a science degree to do them. Just like I said, something with spots, all of us can look and find something with spots together. And then if you have a kid that's really interested in them learning what that thing is, you can uh, get some great field guides. A great resource for that is actually the HEB checkout line. <laughs> if you look, there's a lot of like just foldable field guides that they've got there that are affordable and easy to pick up uh, and carry with you on a, as you walk as a family. Great information because yeah, that's definitely not my area of expertise, so I need all the help I can get. Thank you. Yeah, um, I also referred to some of our older kids. So if you have a middle or a high schooler, you may be like, I don't know if you know, going out and looking for something with spots is something my seventh grader is going to want to do. Um, there are some great opportunities. I know the aquarium has a great teen volunteering program. So do groups like Youth Odyssey that they are really focused on those older kids and getting them involved in nature as well. That's a great way to open up their eyes to that, isn't that? Isn't yeah. that be awesome opportunities? Uh, Kevin, they, I think I interrupted you. <laughs> it's okay. They have a lot of great things. Uh, you know, I know y'all used to do nature challenge, Sarah. Uh, is that come back? Is that back on available? It is up and available right now. So if you go to texasnaturechallenge.com, you can find some nature challenges that are up and available to you. We relaunched that last year during spring break. And we really thought about not just going to places and going on these, uh, you know, kind of intense scavenger hunts to find things as part of nature challenge, what it used to be, but really also thought about Okay, so what about folks who maybe want to go to just their local park and do something, or folks who maybe 
want to just stay in their backyard today because maybe you know mom and dad have a lot that they're doing in the house for the day and they just want to get the kids out in the backyard and playing um, and so we have all of those available as different types of nature challenges uh, available on that website as well we are working on our relaunch for that that we're hoping will make it even more exciting in the next year or so and then i have a, another question sarah um so is this just a state of texas program or if if i'm a, a family going on vacation are there um, activities from state to state yeah, so the Texas Children in Nature Network, we do just focus on Texas. However, there is a larger Children in Nature Network that covers the entire country. Um, they are not quite as organized as Texas is at this point, but they are getting there. Um, and so I would definitely look at Children in Nature Network if you're looking to get out of the state and see what some other groups are doing. A great example of a group that's doing some fantastic work right now is the state of Utah. They are getting another, they're getting a statewide network similar to what we have started. And they've got a great organization through their governor's office where they are working on getting, it's called All Kids Outside. And so they are working on getting some great resources for kids in Utah, similar to what we offer here in Texas. That's awesome because those road trips are a lot of fun, but they can also be a little bit challenging um, if you don't do your research and know the area. So that's a great resource for that. Yeah. Kevin, did you have anything else for Sarah? I was just going to say, you know, um, when I was a science teacher, it, it really was a challenge trying to work with the curriculum and come up with creative ways to still follow the the teaks, but get the kids out of the classroom as well. I, I hated uh, being stuck in the classroom all the time. So um, do you guys uh, work with legislature at all, Sarah, to to try to uh, incorporate and challenge them to to work uh, getting kids out of the classroom and out into nature? We are certainly moving in that direction. So I did a little earlier talk about how we had been with Texas Parks and Wildlife for 10 years, but in the last year, we have become our own independent nonprofit. And with that comes the ability to advocate with our state legislatures for things like more outside time as part of the Texas Essential Skills and Knowledge. We are working on things like recess guidelines, green uh, outdoor schoolyards. Uh, so those are all things that we are working towards with our legislature and we'll be hopefully doing a lot more advocacy in the next biennium uh, towards that work as well. Well, Sarah, I so much information, such, you know, such a wealth of information that you have and, and you've provided us and we are appreciative of that. And, and like I said, I was taking notes over here for myself personally, so Thank you for that today. And um, as we leave, um, we want to have an update from the Nueces County 4-H and Youth Development Program. So thanks for joining us today and have a great day. Okay, recordings have started. Okay, we're gonna go ahead and get started. Um, do you have questions about this? No. You got this? Yeah, okay. I got all my notes. All right, ready?
Yep. Thanks for joining us. I'm here with 4-H County Extension Agent Logan for a 4-H update. Logan, you were recently out of the office for the major stock shows. Can you tell us a little bit about how important the major shows are for 4-Hers? Thanks for having me today, Daisy. Um, so for the major stock shows, they're very important to um, these 4-Hers uh, futures. Um, with these major stock shows, there are many, many scholarships that the 4-Hers can win and earn um, to put forward towards their future in college or um, any other aspect um, of their future school. Um, they also get back some money towards future projects that they could use to either buy future animals or future materials if they are participating in the ag mechanics portion of those major shows. That is amazing. Now, recently the county had the photography, fashion shows, and roundup contests. How many of our 4 Hers went to district contests? So, for our photography contest, we actually have 11 kids that qualified for our district contest. Um, for our fashion show, um, we have eight total kids that qualified. Um, in our roundup contest, we, for the educational presentations and public speaking portion of our roundup contest, we had six kids qualify. In our quiz bowl divisions, we have one team that qualified. And in the share the fun division, we had nine kids qualify, as well as three teams for the Duds to Dazzle competition as well qualify for our district contest. That is a lot of foragers going to district. Well, good luck for them. Now, what are the families getting ready for? What contest is coming up for families to get ready for? So all of these contests that I have just mentioned um, are coming up on April the 8th and 9th as far as our photography contests, our fashion shows, um, our educational presentations and public speaking, our quiz bowl and share the fun. All of these contests are coming up um, on April the 8th and 9th um, for our district contest, as well as um, our meats and livestock and horse judging um, contests are coming up on April the 23rd as well. Well, Logan, that is really good information. Thank you for this 4-H update. Now, have a good day. Thank you for having me. You have been listening to In the Know with Noises County Extension. Thanks for spending a little time with us today, and we hope you can join us again soon. You can catch us on Spotify, Google Podcast, or by going to our website, oasis.agrilife.org. While there, you can also take a look at upcoming Texas A&M AgriLife events. Again, thanks and have a great day. Mm -hmm.